What's going on, everybody? I'm back. Brian's back as well. It is, um, it's our season finale. Uh, speaking of season finales, I'm only a few episodes away from the season f- series finale of Game of Thrones. And I know you don't watch that show, but um, for those of you who do watch that show and listen, um, I hope you're recovered from that last episode. Um, and also, if you're a Marvel fan and you went and watched Endgame, I hope you're recovered from that as well. It was um it was a it was an emotional weekend for for nerds. I uh I don't even watch Game of Thrones and I'm not recovered from that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't watched it nor do I know anything about it, but I mean for crying out loud, apparently. Dude, dragons and shit. I I guess. I guess, but uh no, I I I don't even know if I'll ever watch that show. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. The Common Ground Football Podcast. Kind of sad. It's our season finale for season two. 62 episodes in all, and it's not the end. It's just a break. You know, because what happens now that the draft is over is absolutely nothing. <laughs> Now's the time. It's for a little uh, while. Let's overanalyze and let's just try to get a story out of any little nugget that we can. I.e., is Dallas preparing for life without Ezekiel Elliott? Well, of course they would. Who? Why wouldn't you? But no, yeah, they're not doing that for this year or next year. Yeah, you got to have a plan just at, in case. You know, at first it was let's throw out there. Oh, he's going to hold out, and now it's uh, oh, are they preparing for life without him? I think if any good GM, you should probably be prepared for anything. You should be prepared for life without any of your big players because shit does happen. But no. People uh, leave. Skinny Zeke is not going anywhere. <laughs> that was the other one. That was a nice is little... Is he fat again? That was a nice little nice little jab is there. Fat, fat. He's fat. He's fat. Look at him. He's fat. You know who's fat? Russell Wilson. Yep. <laughs> and corny. Ah! Since he signed that deal, now he's, you know... Posting up against the G wagon and being like, and the, he's got cornrows and the cornrows, and it's like dude, so stupid, dude. dude. Like I just, oh Russell, you missed out on me just on last episode. Just yeah, <laughs> it was weird being in here all by myself, bitching about Russell Wilson. You know what my quarterback went and did? So what's your quarterback going? Granted, he didn't get an extension or anything, but he went fishing. Oh, okay, yeah. Did he catch anything? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who did he go fishing with? Uh, he went fishing with the entire offensive line and Jason Witten, Zeke well, Elliott. Well, f- my quarterback <laughs> uh, gave his offensive line $12,000 in Amazon stock. <laughs> cool. So, I mean. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> to me, who's better? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, well, welcome. It's It feels like forever again since we've done this together, but it hasn't been. It just feels that way. Um, but it's only fitting that we're here together to cap this season off. Word. We're going to, uh, we're going to recap the draft because I guess that happened last week and, uh, eventful. I tell you what, uh, I know there were record numbers, but, uh, I liked the whole Nashville setup. It was cool. It was, you know, the whole street and uh the weather that for the for the uh first round looked awful and it was downpouring 
Um, I unfortunately didn't get home in time to catch. I think I got. I think I jumped in uh, at the third pick, so I didn't get to see Kyler Murray get picked or any of that. But I mean, who cares? Told you. I told you. <laughs> we both agreed that was going to happen. <laughs> we, we didn't even make a bet because we knew like what's the point of making a bet on this when uh, we know who's going to who they're going to pick. Uh, I have it down. We'll we'll talk about it when we get to NFL news, but how that affects Rosen and uh, there's just there's some teams that you still look at in the league and go, what are they doing? Not make any sense. Um, I know a team. Do do you? I know a team in your division. That's yeah. <laughs> That's most of the uh, media is going. Um, so. <laughs> What you doing? They, they do understand the goal here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll recap the draft uh, as much as best we can. These are, I mean, the thing is we can sit here and we can talk about the players and what they did in college and, and all that stuff, but until they get out on a field against another NFL team. Training camp. Yeah. I Training mean, camp and preseason. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where we can get excited about the picks. I'm excited about the, some of the Seahawks picks. Uh, your, your draft actually got rated pretty high and Did i'm it? sure there's some guys yeah i mean there's there's i'm sure there's some guys that that you can be excited about but until we actually see him practice and and play at this level um there's been plenty of, of high draft picks that have turned into absolute busts so uh yeah so we'll go through that we'll go through the nfl news as we usually do we got so, one last social media mailbag uh hashtag dennis from ohio makes an appearance of course because he's our number one fan and uh and then we'll close this thing out oh that right there you can't hear it on your end but on our end hitting that mute button is music to our ears oh that's nice much better oh getting situated here all right Imagine how rusty we feel and, and and do when we're only spent a couple of weeks all messed up. We're gonna have a couple of months. Episode sixty three in July will be fun. What was that? I, I hope I tripped hope. over my microphone yeah. again. Forgot how this works. Uh, all right, man. I want to start with you because uh, we usually do, and you were gone, and and I'm interested to hear what you thought. I, I I'm curious how much were you able to follow the draft as it was happening with your crazy work schedule not a whole lot i think. <clears throat> uh yeah not a whole lot um i did i did make a moment to be able to catch the our well it was our first pick on the um on day two second round <clears throat> now obviously the the big thing for dallas this year was they didn't have first round pick obviously they gave that to oakland uh in exchange for amari cooper who in my opinion still probably would have been like a top seven pick in this year's draft um so you know it is what it is and you saw what he was able to do you know once he was traded to the team last year and how he finished the season so definitely going to be a you know stud on this team for the next few you know couple three years hopefully more um but dallas didn't have a pick that first night so um day two came and at pick 58 they picked tristan hill uh, defensive tackle out of UCF. Now, my my original thought was 
I didn't really, I, I really didn't care if Dallas moved up or, or, or moved back. I, I thought this would be the good draft to just, um, you know, sit there at least for the, your second round pick, just sit there and whoever comes at and is there at the top of your board or, you know, best player available, go ahead and take them. Um, you know, I didn't really, I don't, I didn't think they needed to make all kinds of crazy moves this year. Um, but they ended up going with Tristan Hill. The one thing that I like about him and he plays that, that kind of that big, that big, um, three technique. He's, he's a big boy. He could be a surprisingly, well, I don't want to say surprisingly, he could be a dominant player right there in the middle. And, With defensive line players and well, and I mean just any defensive line players. Period. Defensive ends, uh, defensive tackles, nose guards, all that. Um, Rod Marinelli is definitely one of the people that you want coaching you, and I think that um, having somebody that's got the type of talent and something that you can see there um, under Rod Marinelli, he's going to bring out the best in you, and, and um, it's definitely something to look forward to. Really, really am excited just to see. I'm like you, like we were saying earlier. Not until you you get into training camp and preseason are you really going to see really anything. I mean, you're going to have mini camps and that kind of thing, but you're not. You players all all the players get hyped up during those camps, but once once the pads come on and you know the season's getting much you know closer and closer, that's really when you're going to find out. You know who's who's going to be special, who's going to who's who's to be excited about. You know all that, but. um that was the the one pick they had on day two, uh, round two. So you had Tristan Hill, defensive tackle, UCF, and then kind of just run down the board real quick. Um, day three you had Connor McGovern, guard out of Penn State, and I and that was one of the needs that I said was uh, you know an offensive lineman. And the thing with Connor McGovern is he can play uh, every position from the left side all the way to the right side. So um, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Some of these picks you kind of you kind of see them and you're thinking. Okay, who's Dallas going to have to pay here within the next few years? You've got, obviously, Dak Prescott. You've got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Byron Jones is another one. You know, he could be he could be one of those ones that could either stay or go. Um, Lyle Collins is another one. You have the rest of your line locked up. Obviously, uh, Connor Williams under his rookie deal, but Tyron Smith, uh, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick are all, are all locked up. Now, the thing with Lyle Collins is you know, being a right tackle, I mean, right tackles obviously don't get left tackle money, but they do, you know, command some, some coin. So is this kind of one of those moves where you're going to get somebody who obviously can play is, you know, has position flex, but, um, possibly take over for Collins, you know, in the, in the coming year, you know, one of those up in the air things. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens, but, um, definitely good to have another, um, flexible offensive lineman. Um, I mean, you never know what's going to happen going into last year. I, I mean, who would have known that what happened to Travis Frederick happened? And like I've said plenty of times before, Joe Looney stepped in and did a, you know, did a good job, um, this past season. But you know, what if, what if, uh, another guy had gone down and, you know, you just, you can really start to, to feel the, the, um, that line can deplete real quickly. So, um, was happy with that pick as well. And then at pick 128, you had Tony Pollard running back. 
That was another position that I said you probably should be looking at is backup running back behind, uh, um, you know, behind Rod's uh, Ezekiel Elliott and you had Rod Smith. But um, let's get some get some new fresh blood in there just to see um, if anyone can spark something. And the thing with Pollard is he he doesn't seem he doesn't seem as as a as natural of a runner as Rod Smith or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but he's he's like he's one of those one of those guys that once the ball or and when I say natural runner, I mean like between the tackles. Um, but he's one of those players that once he has the ball in his hands, he can make some things happen. Um, and another player that could be you know that kind of could be a, a a target or kind of put the crosshairs on is Tavon Austin. Um, you know Austin resigned with the Cowboys this year. Um, you know, could Pollard be that, I don't want to say equivalent cause I know Tavon Austin's like, you know, blazing fast, but could he be that suitable replacement if they were to, you know, save some cap room there and release Austin at some point? Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but as far as being a, you know, an actual backup running back, I don't know if he's going to push I don't know if he's going to push that hard and, and, and climb the depth chart, but you never know. I mean, obviously the kid was just drafted, so we'll see what happens. Uh, pick 158. This is where we started the uh, Jackson family. I, was, I literally was looking at this going, so they got Joe Jackson <laughs> and, and MJ. Yeah, so, and, uh, and the missing Tito. <laughs> um, so Michael Jackson, cornerback out of Florida. Uh, tall, tall. I mean, this is a Chris Richard pick. Tall, you know, six foot, six one, I believe, uh, 200 pounds. Um, this now, and we're starting to see the influence that Richard's had uh, Richard has on the secondary. Cause coming from Seattle, you know, he liked the long, I don't know, I'll use your word, long wingspan guys and the tall guys, <laughs> um, to be back there. All la, that's kind of why you didn't really see a whole lot of Jordan Lewis this past season. But, um, uh, Michael Jackson, tall cornerback out of Miami and then, uh, pick 165, Joe Jackson, defensive end, you know, we'll see, see if there's a spot for him. Um, and then we finally got to in uh, pick two thirteen. We picked up um, Donovan Wilson, a safety out of uh, Texas A and M. Obviously, that was the big thing, kind of going you know at the end of the season and going into the off season was is Dallas going to make a run at Earl Thomas or is Dallas going to make a run at a big big uh, big name free agent safety? You had um, you know Tyron Matthew was out there. Um, obviously, Earl Thomas. I know I'm forgetting of like two others right off the top of my head. Um, they were able to sign George Iloka, who they wanted last year, but uh, weren't able to get a deal with. Um, no big name free agent, but um, the thing with Donovan Wilson, and we'll see though, is you're. I think you're okay at free safety right now, um, but with that strong safety position, which uh, Wilson plays is he is definitely one of those big hitter guys. Now, it kind of goes, you know, both ways. Do you guys do you, do you only want a big hitter, strong safety or do you want one that can, you know, hit if he needs to but it can also actually cover? Um kind of the jury's out on on Wilson on that. I I didn't you know, college is one thing and when you watch the college highlights it's just hard to to you know, take what you're seeing and translate to the NFL because the Obviously, the it's a professional league, and everybody is so much better than they are in college. So, um, we'll see. It could be one of those surprise picks. Um, 
then at 218, you had Mike Weber, who played one year at Ohio State with Ezekiel Elliott, um, and they actually roomed together. But um, that could be a that could be a dark horse that could come into the depth chart, you know, third string or so uh, running back. Watching when you watch him run, he definitely is that just north south runner, um, the kind of and the kind of running backs that Gary Brown likes. So. That'll be interesting to see. And then they rounded out pick 241, Jalen Jelks, uh, uh, edge rusher from Oregon. Um, definitely raw. Um, you didn't really see, like, you know, these real big plays that jumped out on you, uh, jumped out at you. But, you know, could be could be just one of those Marinelli projects and could, you know, be practice squad uh, this year and possibly next year, and then we'll see what happens or, you know, at least practice squad this year. But, you know, overall, I there wasn't any picks that just, you know, had me throwing my arms up in the air saying, what are they doing? I, you know, based on the past four or five years of drafting, I'm very comfortable with how, you know, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay, just how everybody has handled everything. And the thing with this draft and especially, our, you know, the first pick, Tristan Hill, there was a lot of people who were upset. They wanted... You know, they wanted other players, but, you know, if you didn't learn after last year when they took uh, Leighton Vander Esch in the first round, my boy, and, and you saw, you know, what he put out on the field, what he did, um, you know, everybody's mind was changed. I don't, I, there wasn't a single person who said that was a bad pick. The, the dude came, I mean, for everybody who, who wasn't watching, the dude came out of nowhere and obviously just immediately shot up the ranks as far as top young linebackers to be watching. So, um, you know, running down the list of players that they drafted this year, you know, obviously um, Hill and McGovern could be um, day one contributors. Um, the rest, you know, we'll see, but I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm giving, um, and not like they really give a shit what I think, but I would maybe give, they do. I would give, I would give their, their draft grade a, a solid a solid B. So it's it's uh, I think an average I saw a minus just like the Seahawks. It was I mean just you know average when you look around at different grades. He was pretty well. Uh, Cowherd even put them as his number ten team in his hierarchy today for post draft ah. top ten. Seahawks weren't even in it. So you got that on me. Well, I, I, I know really, his stuff is, I mean, well, and I really do think that with, you know, with the addition of Hill and some of their other free agent signings with, you know, Iloka and, uh, uh Christian Heider, um, I, I really do think that their Dallas is really going to make a run at being a top three. I mean, a top three defense this coming, this coming season, they're going to play just smothering defense and drain the clock with 21. Like that's that's going to be the game plan. Every uh, needs chart that I read on Dallas listed tight end. You didn't draft a tight end. How do you feel about that? Um. Uh, well, you got Witten, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got that old guy back there. Uh, he's playing. Which I mean, completely off football subject, but it is weird. Have you have you seen Witten? lately yeah no oh he's got so the the tv hair is gone he's he's shaved like me oh yeah yeah just totally bald with the little five o'clock shadow um yeah it's just it 
It's taking a little bit. Well, he, you know, a little hey, bit he got, get used he, to. He, well, he, you know, out of the booth, he doesn't have to have the TV here. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that was one of the needs that I was mentioning as well. But, you know, obviously with Witten there, he's going to be, he'll be, he'll be starter. But, um, you know, I, I think they really do want to see what they've got with the young crop that they've, that they've got. You know, you've had Dalton Schultz kind of start to make some strides last year. Um, obviously you had the, the big breakout game with Blake Jarwin. Um, so let's just, let's see what we've got and let's, then let's go from there. I like that. That's all you can do really. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add to your draft? Um, I haven't even looked at uh, undrafted free agents you guys signed. But. Oh well, hey, there's here's one name right here. So, and I know everybody wants to get excited, and it it is neat. And let's just he's not the same guy, but Dallas did sign uh, Larry Allen Jr. Oh, uh, as an undrafted free agent. Now, obviously, Larry Allen, you know, one of the top top four Cowboys for me, and and one of my favorites. But, um. The yeah no, don't don't compare Larry Allen Jr. to his dad. That's well one that's unfair, and two, he's just not just <laughs> not that type yet. He could be maybe, but still, it is neat that you know obviously it's Dallas that's given him the shot as an undrafted free agent, and, and, and who knows? But um, yeah, d- um, Larry Allen was terrifying yeah completely terrifying um but other than that i was gonna say so obviously since drew pearson did it in philly that seems to be the thing that all the former players like to do now is they'll come out and try to say that you know it just yeah sorry everybody just needs to stop because drew pearson once he did it everyone it's not even close at all I will say, but I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. Um, somebody, some studio, because it doesn't need to be Barstool, some studio, whether it be ESPN or just who, somebody needs to get Pat McAfee. Just sign him and let him let him be on TV. I'm wondering why it hasn't been done yet. Because his uh, podium time was fantastic and that's well and that's how his his podcast is like that. oh he and he's, he's hilarious he's he's unbelievable and he's always high oh, he it has to be but, he, but he's, he's like yeah you, you probably never see me because we didn't do a whole lot of putting yeah. against you at tennessee <laughs> well but, it was uh, well it was funny because he said i'm not gonna like basically he said yeah. i'm not gonna talk shit but <laughs> we didn't punt that much against tennessee <laughs> so he uh he he was great yeah he was fantastic I like the the way they do it, and they have all these different people come out there for the you know the the second round and beyond. Mm-hmm. And you don't have Roger do the whole thing, and and it's fun. And you feel so, they get some of the older guys out there, and they stumble through their words. And then one of them said the well, two, that's from the CTE. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, exactly. That's great. That's exactly what the NFL wants is their image up there. Um, somebody said tw- the 2013 NFL draft, and then. Uh, the, just they're trying to say stuff and it's not coming out right and and uh yeah so and i was so bummed out but i know that cam chancellor went out there and made one of the seahawks picks and that was one of the ones i missed seeing uh, live 
and uh, it would have been cool to see Cam up there, but I, I just rewatched it, I guess. So, but uh, I like the way they do it. I, I like the 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 moving the draft around. That's neat. I think that's fun. I understand that it was in New York forever, but Dallas did a good job with it. Nashville kicked ass. I thought <laughs> Vegas next year is going to be a. F- I mean be fun to go there holy good god can you imagine what it'll be like down there well here's the funny thing so did you see that um apparently there wasn't people that either aren't sports ballers or just people who weren't paying attention period that didn't know that the nfl draft was going to be in nashville and there was lots of bachelorette parties and bachelor parties and weddings that were planned you know for nashville and obviously uh, uh, Three, four, five hundred thousand people just decided to swell into Nashville <laughs> and ruin the. I mean, just made it hell for people oh, who man. thought that it was going to be, you know, a nice time in Nashville. But uh, <laughs> yeah, oops, oopsie. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, no, it was good. And I mean, and as much as I hated, even even Philly had a had a good, you know, setup and just. I yeah. Since they've started moving it out of New York, you know, Chicago was the first year, and then and then Dallas, and then Philly. Or vice versa, something like that. But it's it's cool. I think they should just keep moving around. Give every city a chance. You know, get it to Seattle. Just because the weather's a little colder here, you can do it inside. Find a cool. Give everybody find a, a cool venue. Give everybody a bread bowl of clam chowder and yeah, some beer. Call it good. <laughs> can you imagine how many times we'd have to watch the salmon being tossed? Oh, Jesus. during a draft in Seattle because we already have to see it about ten times during a primetime game yeah which the seahawks get plenty of next year's schedule (laughs) uh you weren't here so i did want to ask you real quick before we jump to seahawks though what you thought of your schedule and it is it's a schedule okay well because i thought that the tort the the second or the last third of it was kind of brutal let's see let me review i believe that's what i said in last week's episode Okay. Um, okay, so obviously the opener against the Giants, shocker. Um, <laughs> then Washington, Miami, New Orleans, Green Bay, uh, Jets, Eagles, Giants again, Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Bears, Redskins. So that last that last stretch of four, possibly five. I mean, you never know. The Bills could just – or actually six – because you got obviously the Patriots, um, but Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Redskins. I'd say definitely well, De- December is definitely going to be tough with uh, Dallas at Chicago in December. Uh, Sunday night or no, that's not Sunday night. Five twenty p.m. Fox, whatever. Anyways, uh, it'll be cold. That'll be a tough game. It's always tough to play at Chicago in December. And then you have the the playoff rematch with L.A. coming to Dallas. That'll be a tough game. And then division games are always tough. I mean, No matter what, yeah. No matter what. And this year it's it's back-to-back. You got Philly. Well, except and, against the Giants. You got Philly and, and, and Washington. I mean, it's the Giants. It's, it's the Giants, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah those, last, those last four games will be tough. Yeah. Um, and those are the kinds of games that you – those are the kind of games that Dallas could be built for with a, you know, just a, a stout defense and a, you know, clock grinding, 
in your face running game. Sweet. I wish we were pl- playing each other again. I guess I'll have to wait to the playoffs. Possibly. We'll see. Could happen. All right, Seahawks. Uh, first off, um, I'm not sure if John had more fun actually making draft picks or trading for draft picks <laughs> because that was uh, one thing I saw. I was like, Seattle uh, trading, tra- Seattle trading back, trading again, trading again. Well, and it's funny because everybody, you know, bitches and mo- every time Seattle's on the clock, they go to commercial. Well, okay. Because nine times out of ten, they trade the pick anyway. They blow it up your ass. And you know what? I'm sure they know. Yeah, they know ahead of time. Yeah. So just... Even before they put the graphic up that they yeah, traded. Like, shut the hell up. But anyway, know. so it's once, well, like literally one second, oh, going to commercial, and then like refresh Twitter, and then that same person will be, oh, they're trading back. <laughs> Everyone was bitching. I yeah. did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they started the day, they started the draft with four total picks and you knew that John Schneider was going to get creative and do something to get more because four was not enough. Um, luckily they ended up with five when they traded Frank Clark, got that second first round pick at 29 and from Kansas city. And so you knew that I thought that there was a super, super slim chance that they would be actually picking with both both those first-round picks. Because if you're John Schneider and you want to pick up draft picks, easiest way to do that is to take this little first-round pick you got and dangle it out there. Especially when it's at the end of the first yeah, round. Yeah, and go, hey, who wants to come up and get this guy right here? Huh? Yep. So they, they, uh, they traded away 21, kept 29, um, and you knew it was going to happen. It wasn't... It kind of felt like I we were as I was watching, you know, the screen. I'm watching Twitter, and I'm going, "Well, maybe they're actually going to make a pick with 21 and trade 29." But sure enough, they traded 21, and then they just he went nuts during the whole draft and just kept trading stuff, and and you never knew if they were going to make a pick or trade stuff. And they ended the draft with 11 picks. Yeah, started, starting with four, started with four, and then actually got to five, and then ended with 11. <laughs> I mean, it was just. It was insane. Was it the best draft in the world? No, but but overall, and the average grade out there for it. I mean, you can take those grades with a grain of salt, but most most of the ones I saw averaged about a minus. Um, the problem was, at least that I see, is they had same thing. You look at like what their needs were at the beginning, and then how they actually addressed it. Um, you know, a need being a replacement for Frank, Frank Clark. Uh, yes, they you know they picked a defensive end, they picked an edge rusher with their their 29th pick in the first round uh however he's not the answer to your the big gaping hole that frank clark leaves and uh and then the other big need was cornerback and and they didn't pick one so um but they addressed everything else i think and i was i was pretty happy with um selections made and then uh just concerned still over over the edge rusher position what are you going to do there right um uh, it sounds like it's going to be probably a a free agency move they're going to have to make to bring somebody in and and the way the seahawks operate all these guys that come in if you look towards the bottom of their of their draft and who they picked i mean those guys they're not guaranteed a roster spot they're going to be competing their asses off to even get a roster spot and so to sit there and, and like we said at the beginning of the episode to sit there and and you know dive in and 
be like, well, this guy is really good at this, this, and this. Like, let's, can we wait? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they, they, I had a feeling that first pick was, I mean, he was either going to be a cornerback or a defensive end. And they ended up grabbing um, LJ uh, Collier out of TCU, uh, defensive end. Um, he's a big dude, 6'2, 283. Um, I mean, like I said, he's not a he's not a Frank Clark replacement, but that's, um, that's that would be a really hard replacement to find. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to like Frank Clark was a is a huge talent mm-hmm. and and finding a guy that's gonna be able to fill those shoes. Uh, good luck. Uh, but this is a big kid. He's quick. Uh, he'll add some depth at that position, and you just got to trust being that he's the their first round pick, and they haven't necessarily been great with that. Got to hope that they obviously saw something in the kid that they really really like. And because what was happening is I was watching the, the draft, I had the, you know, you look at all the defensive ends available and you start, they start falling off the board because mm-hmm. it was a very defensive heavy draft yeah. and you knew what teams were going to go for. And sure enough, defensive tackles, defensive ends, like linebackers, just boom, boom, boom. I mean, after Kyler Murray was picked, it, just, it was like defense, defense all the way down and, and names were getting pulled off of there that I really wanted. And then you thought, well, you know sweat that guy he was going to be available at their pick and then and instead of like he was right there and then they traded their they could have grabbed him and they traded instead and and waited till 29 and of course he's gone Mm -hmm. and i just felt like they let a couple of of bigger names uh go by that they could have grabbed but again we don't know that those bigger names are going to amount to anything we don't know like daniel jones it's somebody somebody was going to grab him yeah it's a, it's a it's <laughs> sure it in like the seventh round or <laughs> sure gentlemen whatever you say <laughs> and gentlemen you think that uh giants fans literally because we have a seahawks fans we always say you know in john schneider we or in john we trust we say with in pete and do you think that new york fans actually say in gentlemen we trust oh fuck no i guarantee you they don't no. if i'm a giants i mean i know that you, they're in your division and that stuff but if you're a giants fan right now you've got to hate your organization yeah. so much yeah we're sticking with eli just stupid um i'm okay with it whatever I know you're probably great whatever. with it yeah you're like that's fine you guys keep screwing that up well please. i mean and i will say as far as teams in our division um washington got a whole hell of a lot better and, yeah. and you know now with uh with um haskins in the division um but washington's gonna be tough that's that they're gonna be a tough team so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens i think i think they i mean we'll get i actually i'll i'll save i'll save predictions for our first episode yeah so there's a teaser for you Ooh, a teaser already look at that uh that so the next so i mean collier is a great pick i mean it's good oh it's another great pick it's a good pick let me let me take that back good pick could end up being great we just don't know and is he gonna is he gonna replace frank clark no but he's gonna add some depth up there and and that's what they need their defense is better when they have depth at every position the super bowl winning team one of the biggest things they had advantages they had was their pure depth you had your main guys but if you threw any of the other ones out there they performed and they performed really well so but i will tell you like right after that so their second round pick uh marquise blair safety out of utah um love that pick uh he's like uh watching some of the film on him because i i don't 
I don't watch enough college football to really know who a lot of these guys are unless mm-hmm. they're you know playing for the the big schools that are on tv all the time it's, or, a, it's a lot when you start looking it's at just, the, there's so many the smaller conferences it's there a lot so many um but free safety uh, tedrick thompson was disappointing to me uh mcdougall uh he's fine he'll be great but the free safety position we kind of lost a dude he gone and uh, we needed to fill that spot, and I just don't think Tedrick was the uh, was the answer. This guy is like a he's like a Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas hybrid. Put them together, you get this like quick, but hits like Cam and Earl all at the same time. Uh, beast, hey, cover your wood, man. <laughs> Sorry, paper. Like, <laughs> seriously, man. It's like it's gonna be. He, I, I was pretty. Uh, he, he could be a solid player for that defense. He, yeah. he really could be. So after watching some of the tape, I'm like, yes, please, yes. So um, that was great. And then right after that, they ended up. They didn't have. By the way, this team didn't even have a second round pick to start this draft, and they ended up with two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stupid. Uh, you have some interesting thoughts on on DK, but they they jumped up to grab uh dk metcalf from ole miss um he is physically an absolute monster um and right after they picked him so seattle fans all of us went nuts and then of course right after they picked him the doug baldwin news hit and so almost like they were trying to say well it makes this is why they made that pick like you you mentioned to me earlier before we started that he he's not a Doug Baldwin replacement. No. no. No, not even close. Not even the same type of player. Right. Um the thing with DK and and yeah, I understand you look at the guy and you're like Jesus Christ. I mean, fucking dude is just I mean, he is built and put together. Stupid. <laughs> that that doesn't always mean yeah. a great player. I mean, it's just just take that take that out of your mind. But the thing with him is, I, I I don't know if he's gonna be that. I don't know if he's gonna be a big, big time wide receiver. Um, you saw all the the hype and and everything that came out of the the combine after Kevin White a few years back, and then Chicago drafted him in the first round, and he's done nothing. I mean, he's been injured and has done nothing. Um, the thing with Metcalf is he can go get ball. But he can't turn to go get ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> go get ball. Yeah, he's which which you know very well may be the best damn thing for Russell Wilson. Like you know, like we were saying last year, Wilson likes to just throw it up in the air. You go get it. Metcalf is that kind of he's that kind of player. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And that it, that could be a scary combination. Yeah. But as far as being a complete and game changing wide receiver, I uh, I don't know. So you end up with because. They they drafted a lot of wide receivers and obviously kind of put it out there that they're addressing that position, which they have to. If Doug find, does hang it up, uh, which it really sounds like he's going to. There's a certain wide receiver out there. And there is a certain yeah, – that's weird that you mentioned that. <laughs> so strange. Uh, it, it's no secret that the Russell Wilson passing game, at least the way the Seahawks use it, is the deep threat. That's what they do. Right. And uh, it keeps the safeties honest. It – it opens it up for more running, which is what they're paying Russell Wilson $140 million to do. Um, hand the ball off to a running back. 
That's great money well spent there. Um, so, <laughs> so if anything, at least you've got a you've got a dude that's huge and and can be an an immediate deep threat alongside Lockett, right? You're right though when you read more about him. Um, can he translate the rest of his physical ability into being an actual uh, talented wide receiver, being able to run routes and right. do everything you need him to do? Uh, it's going to be – we'll see. It's going to be another one of those – you want to talk about a position in training camp, and, of course, Seahawks are all about always compete. They they go nuts with with competing for your spot on that roster. Uh, wide receiver is going to be one of those big ones to watch this year because uh, it's that's going through a change. Um, Angry Doug is I I hate to see him go, especially this way. Like you knew he was in the down side of his career, but to, for him to go out with just injury after injury and just yeah, that's not the way he, he wanted. He's spent his whole career in Seattle. Right? He's yeah, and he's he's awesome. And we as fans, we love Doug Baldwin so. It's a bummer. Um, and then right after that, uh, they got uh, Cody Barton out of Utah, um, linebacker. And, uh, again, I mean, he's average size. Is there anything special about him? I don't know. Good but, enough to be drafted. But good enough to be drafted. And, again, it's one of those things where it's in in uh, Pete and Sean we trust, I guess. You do have, you know, we're, we don't know what, Bobby Wagner, are they going to be able to sign him to an extension? You just locked up KJ for a little bit more. Um, you know, you got Mingo, you got uh, what's his butt that's going to go to jail for, you know, Michael Kendricks, that guy, prison. Yeah, he's, I know you keep telling every time I say <laughs> that you're going to, by the way, he's not going to just jail, bro. He's going to, to prison. He's going to prison. So, uh, yeah. So that it's, there's some uncertainty in those, in the linebacking position. And I'm sure that's one of those things where, if anything, this adds some depth and it creates that competition, which they like. And then Gary Jennings Jr., this he's he's getting a lot of talk of being actually one of the more favorite wide receiver picks, uh, even ahead of DK. I mean, everybody went nuts for the DK pick. Um, but Gary uh, Jennings Jr. out of West Virginia, um, quick, fast dude, and uh, fits the Seattle-like Se- – I don't know what it is about like the size of receivers that Seattle likes, but if you think about Golden Tate, tiny, right? And by tiny, you mean six foot. Six foot's tiny for a receiver. I mean, really, if you think about it, your quarterback's really short. Paying him, I'm not even going there. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but you think about Lockett. Lockett's not super tall um, compared to the, the the big receivers they're not doug baldwin's not super tall and so you know gary james jr is 6'1 214 it's not that's it fits right alongside what they go for when it's when it comes to receivers um and then their other fourth round pick uh phil haynes out of wake forest he's a guard um i i i did read up i always i try to research a little bit more on offensive line because it's such a sore subject in seattle and I'm a little confused on why they would Wake Forest had a terribly rated offensive line, like they were garbage. So um, I'm not sure that picking one of their players is the best idea. Phil Haynes was the best of the best of them, but as a whole, Wake Forest sucked. Their offensive line was not good. 
<laughs> so I guess you want to talk about fitting into the Seattle way of things. <laughs> that works. Um, I can't even pronounce the uh, safety that they drafted in the fourth round. Let me see. Uh, you, uh, Hugo, blah, 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 blah. The one from Oregon? Yeah. Pronounce that. Was <laughs> it Amadi? Is that his last name? Hugo Chukwu? <laughs> Hugo Chukwu? Hugo Chukwu Amadi? Sure. That sounds correct. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's I, how you I think you, that. I think you got it. Hugo Chukwu Amadi. That's awesome. Good thing we don't uh, call these guys by their first names. Um, safety out of Oregon. Uh, again, addressing the safety position, something they need to do. Um, they did grab uh, a Husky, which was cool. Always nice to grab them Huskies, uh, linebacker. And uh, I tell you what, man, U Dub over the next few years is going to be. I mean, the defenders that are coming out of U Dub, isn't it crazy? It's. I mean, it's it's fun to watch as being you know just somebody from obviously from Washington State. Well, and it's because na- it's names you recognize, and so every time one of them gets picked and a high up. When you're seeing these guys go in the first yep, round. Yep. Well, I mean, the next year, I mean, obviously, as soon as the draft's over, you have the mock drafts, you know. Oh, they just out. right away. Um, but, I mean, one of the top offensive line prospects is Trey Adams, you know, and even more so local to, you know, Washington State. He's local to Wenatchee, you know, where we're from. So, um, it's just, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next few years. Uh, you can't have a draft without drafting another running back. So, they did that. Uh, Travis Homer, Homer. Is that his name? Homer out of Miami um, with Mike Davis leaving um, Seattle. If you watched their running game last year, they did like to have that one, two, three punch, right? Having that third guy in there. Um, so not a surprise. They went and found in a late round. They went and found another running back. Um, Demarcus Christmas. I mean, you'll have fun with that last name. If he makes the team defensive tackle out of Florida state, um that was one of their comp picks i got worms <laughs> what <laughs> name's christmas there you go Lloyd christmas <laughs> and then they they finished it off with another wide receiver in the seventh round uh john ursua ursua yeah ursua i know that's how you say it out of hawaii and uh another again he's five nine tiny slot guy tiny guy this is his pre-draft analysis. He's more quick than fast. <laughs> Slot receiver. Hey, that that's that's Beasley all over. They need he's and more th- quick than fast. And that's the thing. It's a slot receiver, and they're that's gonna be a big need. They need somebody in the slot. So um overall, again, those those, you know, you look at the you know, five, six, and seven guys, they're battling for a roster spot. That's what they're doing. And and you hope that they're able to to pull that off and um the drafts are fun but we'll we'll know more about these guys as uh training camp comes up and as we get to learn more about them so um i haven't even spent a ton of time looking at undrafted free agents um so they didn't get a cornerback in the draft however they went nuts with undrafted free agents and grabbed uh, Devontae Davis from Texas. Um, they also grabbed um, out of Baylor, Derek Thomas. So they did grab some 
some cornerbacks there. Uh, defensive tackle, another quarterback, uh, linebacker, lineman, another safety. A wide receiver named Jazz Ferguson. Jazz Ferguson. That's a good name. That is a that's a strong name. It's a very it's a very strong name. I like that. And uh, defensive tackle out of Eastern Eastern Washington. Look at that. Cool. So ugh. it's always fun with with Seattle's drafts because they um, obviously like to try and find those diamond and rough guys. Yeah. You know, those undrafted guys or late round guys that end up making a... Well, every team does. Yeah. And and I think it's just because we've seen some success out of that uh, in this regime. Um, but I, I have said, I think there's more pressure on John Schneider and Pete Carroll in this, this draft and next year's draft than there has been their entire time here in Seattle. And that is because of all the big name players they've lost the ones that they decided to let go, the ones they decided to pay, and how are they going to put the pieces back together and get back to the Super Bowl? And quickly. Pete's not getting any younger. Russell's not getting any younger. He's gaining weight. (laughs) (laughs) Eating well with $140 million. Obviously. Who keeps saying that crap? God, I need to calm that down. Was there any other Dallas news before I jump into some of the Seahawks news real quickly? Um... No, nothing off the top of my head. Okay. I know I talked last week about how they picked up the option on Ezekiel Elliott. Fifth-year option, yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, so I talked a little bit about Doug Baldwin considering retirement. So um, he's had you know shoulder surgery and sports hernia, and it just sounds like things are not going well for him physically. And they we've basically, as fans, have been prepared to – not to or to not be surprised basically that uh he calls it quits um i don't know if it'll be quits forever you again we had talked we're talking before we were recording you said the same thing like maybe it's just for a year you know retire you know you do the marshawn thing yep um the seahawks are going to do are going to take care of him no matter what if he wants to retire and then come back and they release and let him go wherever he you know they're He's been a fantastic player for this franchise, and he will be taken care of no matter what he wants to do. So they've got decisions to make because they have to – they're going to cut him. And money-wise, I think it's by, what, June something, and they got to figure out yep. what to do with him uh, for cap space. So um, that's, where, that's where it gets so tricky because you got a player like Doug Baldwin who's never like – He's been a Seahawk. Like that's what he is and been so good to this team. And then you have to, and then he's hurt and you have to make that unfortunate. Like, well, <laughs> we could save 10 million <laughs> <laughs> if we, uh, got rid of you now. Yeah. Uh, I hate it'll be, that'll be an interesting to see how it plays out this, this off season. Uh, Patriots decided to make a trade with the Seahawks. So tight end is another uh, area where disley is still recovering we don't he's it's i guess it's going slower than they anticipated so getting him back to start the season is up in the air so jacob hollister was traded from new england to seattle for a seventh round draft pick next year 
And uh, so what I don't. Mean, what do you mean tight end? What are we worried about? You got George Fant. You're good. Hey, Fant is <laughs> is again is a silent weapon. <laughs> he is. Watch them use him even more <laughs> this next year. But uh, yeah, so got a tight end coming, and uh, which I thought was weird because they just lost Gronk. So why are they getting rid of tight ends? I don't know. They know something we don't. Exactly. Um, and then because uh, like we, to Cincinnati, <laughs> we're uh, we're we're shipping you to Seattle. <laughs> uh, you get a draft pick for pack of shit out of here. You know, next year. Uh, thanks for being here, but uh, you get out of the building. Uh, we're going to Cincinnati. <laughs> but quick coach, the shut. We're going to Cincinnati. Uh, gotta love Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, uh, because Frank Clark was traded and uh, edge rusher still a, a, a area of concern. Um, free agents are going to be where they have to look. And Ezekiel, that's uh, it, Ansah. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, former Detroit Lions defensive end. Ziggy Ansah. He he, uh, he is in Seattle doing a little visit. Um, I say sign him if he can stay healthy. Dominican Sue's out there too. Sue is out there. I don't. Sue was one of those players where he was available the last time I wanted him. Is even though he's a dirty player, uh, it's one of those instances where you're like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> but is he available? Because I'll take him. But, but nowadays, though, you got to look at look at it on a curve. He's yeah, he's a piece of shit, dirty player. But then you have people like Tyreek fucking Hill. Oh, it's a totally different kind of piece of shit. Totally different kind of piece of shit. Yeah, and a player like him uh should not play another snap in the league agreed so uh, i don't know what's going to happen there but yeah he's a complete piece of shit um god that story just kept getting worse and worse for him (laughs) it just yep it just when you thought it was done it was oh wait um the audio (laughs) here's what really happened yeah so there's some names out there but uh um ziggy is in town and uh meeting with the seahawks so um you're definitely going to be able to get him and pay less than what you would have paid Frank Clark. So that's all I got for Seahawks news. And uh, yeah, it was a good draft. It was good. Glad um, to miss doing our little show. Yeah, it sucked. We didn't get to do a live stream this year. Um, hopefully next year, maybe. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully maybe next year. And hopefully maybe next year when it's in Vegas, we can be there. That'd be cool. I was just, yeah, we should just go to Vegas. Yeah. Say, say, fuck it. Going to Vegas. I like Vegas. Could do little videos down there. Look at us, we're in Vegas. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I recapping the draft as a whole. We talked about how I mean, we knew Kyler Murray was going to go number one. Um, with that, of course, you they they made the pick, and then you wondered, okay, what's going to happen with Rosen? Um, and rumors started flying about Miami, and then sure enough, traded to Miami. Yep, I feel bad for him i no. i, I do think you i think that's a better situation than i agree in arizona and i think he's gonna i think he'll do well in miami um obviously he only the last year was his rookie season um yeah, he good start in miami you know he handled he handled it he handled as it great well, as well as he you know as well as he could um i just feel bad for like you're picked by a team as high as he's picked and like you're all of a sudden you you get one season and they're like oh hey um so it's a different coaching staff though. i know and that's and that's the thing and it's a different everything but just but you still look at them and go hey man uh yeah so what we're gonna do here is 
not going to give you another chance. We're just going to ship you off somewhere else and we're going to pick a quarterback again. So I just feel a little bit bad for him, but you're right. Miami's a much better situation for him. Yeah. So, um, and then it would just went defense like freaking crazy. Like we said, um, except for a little pick at number six, uh, that the New York football giants made. Well, I was going to, I was going to back up to pick four. I'll go to four. And Oakland decided to take Clellan Farrell. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. I, you know, I mean, why not? I, and I, and I like, mike mayock but i mean i don't know maybe just the raiders just think that they're smarter than everybody else and they that's, do that's kind of that that's what that felt like uh, but no obviously Grim. the 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 um the the uh hilarity at pick six um with the giants taking daniel jones quarterback they, from duke who they, looks like he would play eli manning in a movie about peyton manning <laughs> He <laughs> wait. So uh, he would play. He would. Eli, pl- he would play Eli in a movie, in a movie about, about Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> what he looks like, and he and he already he already has the Eli faces, and it's great. So I hope he takes over for Eli at some point. And obviously, once that pick was made, you saw the tweets from everybody, but also you saw the tweets from Demarcus Lawrence, basically just saying like. You know, fresh meat, like licking his chops, ready to ready for another quarterback. Well, um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just stupid. I mean, it, you had so you pass up Haskins, basically, who I would have taken absolutely. Yeah, well, if you, between the two, you're gonna tell me you're gonna take Jones over the like. Gettleman is trying to sh- is is trying to be again like just like Oakland, trying to be smarter than everybody else, and he's an idiot. Well. But I mean, well, on the flip side of that, I can I I see one argument. Obviously, me thinking they're just trying to be fucking smarter than everybody else. But on the flip side of that, you know what? It's your team. It's your it's your everything. You're gonna you're gonna get take the guy that you want. So and then that hey, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. He's so, in that position. And I, you see, and I, I mean, sick. I see yeah. both sides. But it's still fun to make fun of the Giants because it's the Giants. Well, absolutely, we can always make fun of them because they're dumb. <laughs> they're not even in my division, and they're dumb. That's that's Dumba. Dumba. Uh shout out to Dennis from Ohio, who we'll hear for from here in a minute. Uh Nick Bosa going there, the Niners. A little bit of controversy. Oh yeah? A little bit? A little bit. No, a little bit. No. Oh, going shoeless now. Aren't yeah. I'm starting to hurt my foot. <laughs> uh it was it was a defensive Woo. Sh- look out. It was a defensive show, uh, for sure, most of that first round. Besides little things here and there, a center going, there's a tight end. Um, Wide receiver. No, yeah. I mean, but it was amazing. And then next year, like, you look at the quarterbacks that are going to be available, and it's going to be a totally different draft. So uh, it's crazy. Um, We talked about Nashville and how they did. I thought they did great. It was fun. Um, I'm a country music listener, so the whole way that the country was weaved in and all that, I thought that was fantastic. And then I wanted to finish the news on C-Bass. on one last thing. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski announced he retired, and it was just one year too freaking late. <laughs> Why couldn't he have just been done after you know 2017 and saved us a little bit of you know heartache and and I would have just preferred that, you know, just me. That's just me. Well, and then you That's had me as a Seahawks fan. Well, and you had you had the official. Marshawn retirement. 
I did see that. Uh, Marshawn says he's done. Um, not a surprise. Um, he will go down as uh, one of the most unique NFL players ever. I'm not saying best running back. I'm saying he will go down as one of the most unique yes. NFL players ever. And 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 you know, for those of you who don't know, and just what one of the smartest too. He is. That's the craziest thing about Marshawn is he this persona he puts on of. It's not that he's dumb. He just puts on this like doesn't want to speak to the media and everything else but his little empire that he's building with his businesses <laughs> yep. and everything else like the dude is legitimately smart and i've said it before i mean and, and he he has not spent oh well, i i'm sure he's probably spent a literal dime but really has not spent a dime of his nfl earnings everything he buys and i mean just everything is all off of his endorsements and his business deals and everything and he's you know he's he's got it made Young guys need to be looking up to to athletes like that who manage their money well. Not like the boxer. Did you see the boxer the other day? He had a he just he was in it walked into a club and he's got this duffel bag just filled with cash. No, I didn't see that. Like, okay, you know, you can even if I had I, under, a- I understand having some fun and whatever, but I mean like what's the point of this? You're you're putting on a bad example for kids that, you know, it's just Somebody else is going to follow in those footsteps, and then they're going to be broke by the time they're thirty. Which a lot and a lot of NFL players are. That's yeah. and that's the sad thing. Like you're right. Look yep. up to a player like Marshawn who got a good got good endorsements and used that money instead of his NFL earnings, and now he's set for life. Especially with all of his businesses and everything else he has going. So good for him. Uh, all right, let's jump into the social media mailbag. We actually have some stuff this week instead of just Dennis. Ooh. Not that we don't mind Dennis. So um, let's see here. Lots of people liked it, and then only like one person replied. Um, I love this question. And it, and I, uh, yeah. So here we go. Uh, Lee Walker, this is on Twitter, which we are at Common Ground FBP. Make sure you follow us. Uh, going into our next season because um, we'll continue to do the mailbag and that's where a lot of stuff gets posted. But anyway, Lee Walker asks, if you guys had absolute power and could change one rule in the NFL, just one, what would it be and why? It's a great question. Hmm. That's a thinker. Um, one rule, one rule, one rule, one rule. I, I already know mine. So while you're thinking, I'll go. Is that cool? Sure. Uh, because it drives me nuts and it ref- they refuse to address it, which I don't understand. But uh, I would absolutely change the DPI. 100%. 15 yards. No more spot of the foul bullshit. That's what I would change. That's a good one. Because I think that I like the way the college does it better. It uh, It takes away... Because right now you literally have quarterbacks throwing it up, knowing they're going to get that flag. Yeah, playing and, the, playing the game. Yeah, and 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 as it should, if that's the rule, you should. But it's a dumb rule, and it shouldn't be that way. All right, I've got one. All right, it's not go. not as serious. It's more just why is it so serious? Well, you know, if I actually sat and thought about it, I'd probably find up, you know, think of something. Yeah, but an just, entire off season. But, but, but here's that. here's just one thing. One thing that that I something that for the fans is well, actually, it's for the players too, but. The rule of you can only wear the helmet that you have. They only you can only have the one helmet, so teams can't do the throw the full throwback uniforms. Um, obviously, in year, years past, you had Dallas; they'd wear on Thanksgiving the full throwback with the white helmet with the blue star. Um, 
now they now when teams do the throwback, they've got yeah the throwback pants and jerseys, but the whatever the current helmet is, and it just looks just you know you want to see let them have fun. Yeah, you want to see a little more. Uh, why why re- can't why can't players be fitted with two with two helmets? Right, I a mean, little more relaxation in the uh, uniform guidelines. They're trying. They're, well, I mean, I understand it's for it's for CTE and player safety and yada yada. But okay, if a player's heads fit to one helmet, why? Couldn't they be fit to? Well, yeah, you just change the outside of the helmet. Yeah, like so. it can be the new helmet, but with white with the blue star. Yeah, uh, oh, I would love to see more so throwbacks. Yeah. So that that kind of thing, and then also just who? I mean, as far as uniform stuff, let players wear whatever cleats they want. Yeah, who cares? I mean, really? Who? I mean, the cause for cleats is awesome. I love watch. I mean, and I'll I'll watch other games or you know just look out to see what other players are doing with their cleats because they've got all their causes and just all kinds of things that are on there and it's cool. That's fun to see and the play, you can actually tell the players get excited about something like that. It's just letting them choose their shoes. Yeah, keep 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 the kids happy. Fuck off, NFL. Come on, lighten up. <laughs> Roger Goodell needs to go. Come on, Roger. He gets booed so hard at those things. I love it. If I was there, I'd be right in, right in his face. Just <laughs> wearing a wearing a Ezekiel Elliott T-shirt. Yep, absolutely. Um, Barb asks. Uh, she says, "Oh no, who's going to be our kicker? Janikowski retiring, and the other dude isn't great." Um, well, Janikowski sucks. Uh, I mean, he had a great career and it was like eighty something percent accurate, so he's yeah. damn good. However, in his final year when in Seattle, I, I wanted better. And and <laughs> immediately. And and uh I'll say this. He absolutely was an improvement over Blair Walsh. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh however, I'm not sad to see him go. And Myers, the guy they brought back, he's actually really, really good. And I'm sure they'll find somebody to compete with him. So We'll find out, but Myers is probably going to end up being the guy, and he should have they should have signed him last year anyway, and and just let Seabass just go go away, jump into the sea, just go back to the sea, man. You're a fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's all I got for those. But of course, um, no theme music yet. Nothing yet. You have an entire for, couple months now yeah, to work for, on for it. season three. Well, uh, Dennis will get you some some cheesy uh, theme music so we can play when uh, when when you come on. But Dennis from Ohio chimed in one last time for season two, and and this is what he had to say. Maybe. Hey, this is hashtag Dennis from Ohio, and thanks again for letting me be on the show. And my question is: With Angry Doug possibly retiring. Do you think DK Metcalf is the answer? Yes, he's huge and fast, but his knock has been his agility. You already have a burner in Tyler Lockett. Do you think that the Hawks try to get another receiver somewhere? As always, great show, and I'm not sure how to handle the break from the show. My week will not be complete until you guys start again. But have a great day, and as always, stay buttery smooth. (laughs) Word. (laughs) Thanks, Dennis. It's funny because he literally will if uh, if posting the episode – is later in the day Wednesday. I will get a text from Dennis going, "Hey, hey, dude, where's the episode, man? Like, I listened to it on the way to work. I need the stuff. Where is? It? <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad that we can I give need, that need to you. My fix. 
So we'll miss you too, man. Uh, we kind of already discussed that a little bit. I mean, a lot actually. Um, I got to believe that they're still, they're hoping that one of the other guys they got in the draft um, can help fill that hole. Or like you said, there is a receiver, you know, could help this year at least. Um, he just started jumping. So I I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I would assume they'll probably go out. You'll see. You'll see some other moves made, and you'll see some other guys. I, like I said earlier in this episode, I think that the position to watch in training camp will absolutely be wide receiver. You're going to see the most competition there, and the group that comes out of camp as on the roster, it's going to be a, a very, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who that ends up being. You know, you'll have Lockett, but really and honestly, that's about it that you know for sure you'll have. Right. Uh, any of the other guys. Yeah, I don't know. So to completely take a left turn, left turn it because we well just because we were talking about Metcalf and what he looks like, and obviously Dez is another one of those guys who was a you know specimen, physical specimen. But um, did you have you seen Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the latest like the picture that came out like today or yesterday? No, I didn't see that one. Oh my lord. The dude, I mean, watching him at Stanford, he was obviously, you know, very quick, very fast, um, but wasn't like, wasn't like built, built. And you saw him, you know, was last year's rookie year? I think, yeah, I think last year was his rookie year. Um, you know, was a good player, obviously damn good in fantasy. Um, but uh, Mr. McCaffrey has definitely been hitting the gym. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he is I'm telling you if you if you I saw mean, this picture you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, um I'm sure there's a sample cup waiting for his waiting in his locker right now." Oh, that he is going to be random on the Oh, first, here here you go. Here you go. First freaking day. Okay, so combine. And today. Yeah, that dude has been every day in the gym. Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, test him now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get it over with and test him now. That's insane. His yeah. arms are bigger than my head. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, I get so jealous. This is a weird sidetrack, but these, you see, like, you see Metcalf, and then did you see the video of him coming in to meeting with the Seahawks? Oh, yeah, of course. At, at uh, the combine, <laughs> Carol takes off his yeah. shirt. and Cool. It was weird. That was one of those moments where you're like, I understand what Pete Carroll was trying to do. He's trying to be cool. And instead he ended up being like an old dude trying to be cool yeah. and screwing that all up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't do that again. But Met, even, but also Metcalf walked in the room with no shirt on. Like, why are you doing that, bro? Like the scouts, the story goes, the scouts convinced him to do it. Like, you know, well, yeah. like, do it, do it, do it. So, and so you tell the scouts like, no, bro, I'm going to be professional. Yeah, but there being there guys that are, have a Seahawks badge and polo and hat and they're oh, telling yeah. you to do something. I know it's, it's just I don't know. Anyways, I'm jealous of. I mean, I I I don't look anything like that. I've never had that kind of muscle tone in my life, and <laughs> and uh, like I, it's it's nuts. These like the amount of time that they have to spend in the gym, and good for them. They, that means they have a work ethic that literally puts them in there, and that's what they do. But good grief, McCaffrey, man, that dude's yep. Wow. But this isn't the Panthers show. This is the Cowboys and Seahawks. Hell no. I hate Cam Newton. Get out of here. Uh, 
Hey, Carolina took Will Greer. I mean, that yeah. could be there could be some quarterback stuff going on over there with Cammy Cam and his injuries and getting a little bit older and you never know. And been disappointing as hell except for basically like one year. And even then he was a big whiny baby when he lost the Super Bowl. Wham. Wham, Cam Newton. I didn't win. Wham. I don't like Cam Newton. I don't know if you knew that. I can tell. <laughs> All right. Uh you look exhausted. And we've gone uh, long. So, um, she said. wow. Uh, Dennis and the rest of you, thank you so much for participating in the social media mailbag. Like I said, follow us on Twitter. Definitely appreciate it. At Common Ground FBP. And uh, we'll, we will do more of that next season because it was a ton of fun. Um, it is our season finale. So uh, one last time, please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to hear me ask you to do this for uh like two months three months i don't even know when we're coming back i don't even know what training camp starts this year is it end of july is that when we come back i don't even know uh go on itunes that was whew, hot mic go on itunes and uh leave us a review please i'm gonna pretty please like take two seconds think about the season as a whole how much fun it was. What a good time we had together. And and please go on iTunes and leave us a review. I'd really, really appreciate it. Andrew would really, really appreciate it. And uh, let's, let's uh, for those that have given us ratings, thank you so much. And uh, for those of you that haven't, um, I, I see every day how many, how many listeners we have and how many reviews we have. And they're two very different numbers. <laughs> so, what's our total, uh, what's our total at? Per episode? I'm not going to share that information. No, don't. Like, no, like oh, like our total total? Yeah, where are we uh, at? We're almost 5,000. Sweet. So, um, yeah. So, there's plenty of you that we love very, very much. And we would love you even more if you would just go leave us a review. Pretty please. And that's the last time you'll hear me say it for a couple months. I probably won't even come back to the, next, the first episode of next season with that. I'll do something else just to make you happy. So, um, all right. I wanted to say thank you. I mean, that's really all there is to say. We're at four. I think we're at f- almost 4,800, so pretty dang close to 5,000. We'll jump over that by two episodes or so into um, next year. But uh, we started this podcast with Andrew's great idea to do it, and it's been a freaking blast. Um, 62 episodes later. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> we, uh, uh, yeah. So to even think that there are, uh, people, uh, tons of people out there who, um, interact with us on Twitter that actually listen to this podcast and enjoy it. And, uh, even the ones I argue with on Twitter, you still listen. I know you do. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if it's just to catch me saying something stupid so you can be like, Oh, that Brian is just an idiot. Doesn't know anything about football. I know that's what you guys say, and I'm fine with it. Got your IP addresses. Yeah, we know you. <laughs> we will find you. <laughs> um, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know Andrew probably has a sh- you know the same sentiment. Feels the same. Definitely appreciated. Never thought that uh, we'd be a 62 episodes in. Well, that doesn't really show a lot of faith, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Well, we no, would I get mean here. like. Like all of it, like shit. It feels like we just started it, and now we're already at episode sixty-two. And before we know it, we'll be crossing the hundred mark. We're gonna have cake when we hit hundred, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Let's make it ice cream cake. 
Ooh, I like God. That's another hot mic. Uh, I like ice cream cake. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, ice Flip. cream cake and beer <laughs> <laughs> together, or is oh yeah at the same time at the same. Oh yeah, it's a weird combination. I but know. I guess I'll do it. I mean, it's for a hundred episodes. I'll 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 dive right in. Uh, but yeah, seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support. Make sure you follow us on all social media channels. He's at Andrew Guzman CGP. I'm at uh, Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan. I already gave you the one for the main one. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're we're everywhere. And uh, so follow us because I'm sure uh, we'll be posting stuff on Twitter throughout our time off. I, of course, will never be away from Twitter, and I have plenty of baseball to bitch about. So give <laughs> give us a give us a follow over there. I don't know how we want to close it out except for thank you. And um, anything else you want to add to the, to the masses? We'll see you next season. That was cheesy. I know. Terrible. I really wish we were going into an actual. Oh, actually, yeah. See you next fall. <laughs> well, it'll be Have this, a nice trip. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be this summer, but I really wanted to. <laughs> you find, know what I mean? Yeah. I really wanted to find a way to like end it on a cliffhanger. Oh, here we go. And, um, and here's a good, here's a good one for you. Cause we are almost there. Actually, screw it. I'm not going to do it. Um, never mind. I was going to put in a bad pun, but that's okay. Well, we like bad puns, but I, I want like, like have us like make a pick or, or like, we're going to make a pick on something or we're going to do something. And then I would cut the episode off like right away and be like, Oh my God, I guess we got to wait, but I couldn't come with anything. That's all right. I'm just not that creative. So anyway, uh, too bad for that. I guess no cliffhanger, but until, uh, until we, we, uh, see you again in training camp, go Hawks, go Cowboys. It's all the way. But wait, but wait, there's more.